at the end of the season, they will take all their, their um, merchandise and instead of like uh, donating it or, or, or like keeping it on sale until it sells, they will burn it because they want to make sure that they are keeping their items exclusive and they are keeping their items like uh, wanted and not accessible, like you, desirable. They need to make sure that, uh, you know, it, it's not watering down the brand. There's a whole list of reasons of why they're burning these clothes. Also, makeup. They also burn a lot of makeup. A lot of makeup. Beauty products are also a massive thing that needs to also be looked at when we talk about sustainability. Welcome to the Controversial Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie. This podcast takes deep dives in today's most controversial topics, and today we are covering the ecology of fashion. So today I brought in one of my favorite content creators, New York's finest, Mark Sebastian. Mark has been in the fashion industry for over 10 years. Not only did he go to school for fashion, but he has been a high-end model, working for people like Marc Jacobs and Louis Vuitton and Balenciaga. And now he takes that insider knowledge and utilizes it on his social media platforms. His TikToks are filled with videos trying to help Help create transparency between the fashion industry and its consumers. So definitely go follow Mark. All of his tags will be in the podcast description. And while you're there, you'll also see the link to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash McKenzie. If you want to see the outline for this episode, which has our talking points as well as our resources, that is provided publicly for you. And while you're there, you can consider subscribing. The lowest tier, the baby anchor tier is only $3 a month and you get two additional podcasts, which tend to be a little bit more mature in topic. So far, we've had an episode about breath play and one where we got really sloppy with Alphabet Mafia's Ryan Zandari, so I definitely think it's worth your $3. But regardless, go check out the Patreon, look at this outline, look at the resources, further your knowledge on this topic because it is extremely important. So I'm excited to dive into this first episode of The Ecology of Fashion, and yes I say first episode because I already know you guys are going to want a part two. As you'll learn, there isn't quite an answer for the ecology of fashion. Fashion and the environment just aren't friends and we cannot figure out how to make them so. But in order to find a solution, we need to understand the problem, and that's what this episode is all about, looking at the bigger picture of the ecology of fashion. So without further ado, let's dive right in. All right, and I'm so excited to have on the podcast today Sir Mark Sebastian, the infamous, the gorgeous. Uh, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to just like get to sit down and talk to you. Uh, I'm excited to sit down and talk to you. Now, before we get going on this very hefty subject, I want to give you space to introduce yourself, uh, plug, your, plug your TikToks, plug your handles, and tell us why you're excited to be here today. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Mark Sebastian. Uh, my TikTok is at Mark Sebastian F. Um, I am a retired model, basically. I don't really model so much anymore, but I've been working in uh, fashion for about 10 years now. Um, mm -hmm. I went to fashion school, uh, then I started modeling. I ended up working for a designer. So I have a pretty hefty past in, in fashion design. I make TikToks mainly about fashion, some com like comedic ones. Um, sometimes about animals, a lot of times about sustainable fashion. It's on the rise and I see so much of it on TikTok, which makes me mm -hmm. so happy because I'm like, wow, this is not how it is like on Instagram. So at all. Yeah. So I'm excited to just sit down and like get to talk about things. Also, like, because I could definitely learn more about about it. And like, I, <laughs> I think that like, like, whatever I like, whatever I can say, like, I hope that other people are listening and learning as well. But like, at the end of the day, we're all still learning about what it means to be sustainable. That's sort of what it is. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I'm so excited for this subject as you just said it perfectly. It's it's we talk about it on TikTok a bit because TikTok's kind of a different community, but on a lot of other social platforms, especially things like Instagram, it completely goes under under, right? Like you you see the people fighting over each other, like fighting over straws on Instagram. You know, you get straw shamed like no other if you have a plastic straw, but you can do a Shein haul and people are like, "So cute, fabulous." amazing 10 out of 10 you're like where uh, where's the same energy this is where we've lost the energy for the same things and and I think it also goes really under talked about how detrimental fashion is to the environment um you know when we're we're talking about some some hefty numbers like 10 percent of global uh, greenhouse gas emissions come from fashion production and that's insane to think about uh you know and we're adding 20% of our wastewater is fashion and dyeing things and and what ha- and and the pollution that goes along with it. You know, we're and a lot of that wastewater gets untreated and then dumped into rivers worldwide. So no matter what you're looking at, if your product isn't somehow manufactured if it's somehow manufactured in a country that uh you know, it, one of the third world countries whether that be China or India or in a place that doesn't have decent regulations, then you are adding to pollution no matter which way you look at it. And that's really difficult to deal with. And we don't talk about it nearly enough. So I'm definitely excited to have that conversation with you. Yeah. And you know what? And and the reason why I think that a lot of us don't hear a lot about um, sustainable fashion and how like all these dirty secrets about fashion is pure elitism and great marketing mm-hmm. and the idea that uh, fashion can do no wrong because it's sort of like a self-expression and I think that the fashion industry has done as an, an incredible job of hiding a lot of this stuff from us um, absolutely because like as you said like straws are like straws are taking the the like hit right now you know like straws okay. are taking the anger but um fashion is really what should be and it's like sort of become a taboo subject especially in fashion like inside of the industry I feel like people don't want to talk about it people don't want to learn about it people don't want to know and people don't know where their clothes are being made like even companies don't know where their clothes are being made oh that's the big thing too is that we it's there's such there's no transparency there's no transparency in fashion and even not from just like consumer to producer even from like company to production there's no transparency so people can say oh yeah we you know our production is sustainable the factory says it's environmentally friendly the factory says that it's that we're they're doing all the right things but have you actually been to that factory have you seen it with your own eyes or are you reading an email that somebody wrote you that says yeah everything's a-okay and just believing it i mean there is no transparency when it comes to sustainable fashion and I mean, it's a mess inside of the industry. It's an even bigger mess outside, like inside the industry. It's even a bigger mess outside of the industry because like if people inside of the industry that we're talking about are not caring about it, people outside of that industry are not going to care about it. There's not many people in the world that are really worrying about where their clothes are coming from. And that's our biggest problem. One of the big things about fashion that always gets me is how quickly it'll change and then how much you will be criticized for not changing with fashion right especially you're in new york right you you see it all around you people will shame celebrities for wearing the same outfit twice which is ridiculous people should be allowed to wear the same sweatpants more than once without it being 
the front page news uh, that you are doing a fashion faux pas by wearing the same thing twice? Like, how is that sustainable? <laughs> this idea of celebrity, and, and you nailed it on the head when you talk about like wearing something twice um, and how we've sort of made that a bad thing is so weird. But also, like, we need to talk about like seasons of fashion, like where they have, you know, where companies are producing four collections a year. They're producing pre-fall, resort, fall, and like fall, winter, and spring, summer. Um, and they're producing these collections because they want you to feel out of fashion because they want you to buy into fashion. They're not making it because like they're super creative and they just need to get their artistic abilities out. They're making it because they want to make you feel bad about yourself. So that, that way you go and buy something of theirs to make you feel better about yourself. And then we get into like the idea of like sustainable brands or like air quote sustainable brands, which do the <laughs> exact same thing, but make you feel like you're really doing something when you're actually not doing when anything. You're not. At all. Like there's, there's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drop names because I don't want to be that bitch, but there are several, several companies that I know of who claim to be, you know, helping the environment and doing all this stuff, but they're really just for profit that, you know, a portion of their profit, yes, goes to, you know, sustainability or cleaning the beaches or something along those lines. But at the end of the day, they are still manufacturing things in China, in India, in places they shouldn't be, and and shipping them and selling them, and they're adding to this issue. So yes, there's a certain amount that you're doing that's helping the environment, but really at the end of the day, you're doing more harm than you are doing good. So it's hard to be a quote-unquote sustainable company if you're really at the end of the day causing more harm. And that's something that we see continually. Fashion Fashion is the number two polluter in the world, you know? So yeah. it's right after oil. It's even worse than commercial air flight. And inside of that, there are so many sectors that are just, you're just not even able to comprehend. Like, I mean, we can talk about like drinking water, but like we could also, like we could talk about drinking water and the fact that like something like 80% of drinking water is like contaminated with like microfibers from clothing that we wash, you know, like, uh -huh. like from polyester clothes that we're just putting in the washing machine. Um, but then there's also things like fake fur and like fur itself, like is fake fur just as bad as regular fur because it's going to be killing like organisms anyway, because the plastic inside of it, obviously yep. fur you're killing, you're actually killing animals and that's absolutely terrible and that's not sustainable whatsoever. But like the alternative, which is plastic is not so great either. No, that's, uh, that's a great point and something that we commonly see, especially things like vegan leather, quote unquote vegan leather, right? It's just plastic and it's just, it's just going to be con it's just going to deteriorate much faster for one right you see that a lot with like faux leathers and, and things and as soon as you put it in the wash you're you're gonna it's gonna deteriorate and be nothing so you're not buying a product that you're going to be able to continually use and have and sustain yourself with you're buying a product that's quote-unquote vegan that's gonna last you a year and then it's gonna go into a landfill and just be another plastic item in the landfill so a lot of the alternatives that people try and promote or try to push on you really aren't that great of an alternative and there's a great example of that is is cotton right in uh, cotton production in general it takes up 2.5 of our agricultural land on the planet period which isn't that much when you think 2.5 isn't a big number but just of cotton that is a huge number and it takes up a huge amount of pesticides a huge amount of insecticides i think it's like seven percent of pesticides 60 percent of insecticides that's those are huge numbers you're harming people you're harming 
uh, farmers, you're harming the workers that work on these farms to produce cotton. But the alternative, where people constantly push organic cotton, they're like, organic cotton is more sustainable, organic cotton is better, organic cotton is, you know, helps the planet. No, it's not. It's worse. You know, you 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 get 25% of the same yield for the same amount of land. You're getting 25% of the yield as conventional cotton farming. And then you need all, over twice the amount of water. So you need more land and more water and you're still using quote unquote organic chemicals or organic pesticides. So you're still adding those things to the environment that aren't, aren't wonderful. So really organic cotton is worse to produce. And when you think about it in depth, okay, yes, you've produced this organic cotton, which borderline might be better, not really in production. But once you get that organic cotton, it still has to be shipped somewhere, dyed somewhere. The dyeing process is so environmentally destructive. And so at the end of the day, having a organic cotton shirt is not much better than having a conventional cotton shirt. And that's a wonderful example of how our alternatives just don't work. And I mean, that leads me into like sort of my favorite part of sustainable fashion, which is secondhand clothing, which is using what we already have on this earth. And because there is so much, so many clothes on this earth, there are so many clothes on this earth. I mean, we throw away 80 pounds of clothes every year as, as, as humans, like we throw away which end up in a landfill, which won't break down for hundreds of years because they're synthetic fibers. We have these incredible stores and that are affordable that allow you to wear clothes that already exist without having to buy them and create a, a want or need for them anymore. Um, but, and what is so great though, is that sort of thrifting is becoming, you know, it's cool now, whereas yeah. before it sort of wasn't. Um, but people still think that thrifting is is like gross, like wearing dirty, like wearing dirty clothes and stuff like that. And it's not like that at all. And people need to get over that because the more clothes that we make, the worse it's going to be. So yeah, the only thing that I worry about for thrift stores is first and foremost, like a, a thrift stores used to be something that for like lower class to be able to get or like, you know, lower income homes to be able to afford clothes. And because we've made it such a popular thing now, the gentrification of thrift stores is becoming an issue where people that cannot afford clothes are going to thrift stores and still can't afford those prices because thrift stores are realizing, oh, we're popular, we can charge more for these things. Um, And then, of course, you have things like the Salvation Army, which doesn't support, (laughs) which is homophobic. (laughs) Totally. And I I get what you're saying. Like, so I'm going to take a little different a different route for this conversation and I'm going to talk about like I'd like to bring up the fact that like when we talk about thrift store gentrification which is something that I personally don't think is an like is a is a pertinent problem that is happening right now in this world that we need to worry about it's when we talk about that we have to remember that like we have to stop like consumer blaming and blame the corporations yeah like I mean they're like it's not the consumer's fault that the corporations and stores are raising the prices. They're just going Absolutely. and buying these clothes. However, there are so many clothes on this earth that it's like, is this a, is this a problem that we're worrying about? Like, should we be caring if, if people are going and buying these clothes anyway? Like, these, these clothes. And also, thrift stores, I mean, like the Salvation Army, which is not a great place to be shopping in the first place, but like the Salvation Army, like Housing Works, like Goodwill, they do have price caps on a lot of their items where they can't go above a certain amount. So, and I realize that not, those stores aren't accessible to everyone. However, there are things like clothing swaps and like you can find really, like really cheap clothing online. A really great company that I absolutely love, Goodfair, which is like, and I, 
I'm not even being paid to say this or anything. I just love this company. I think that they're so cool. They will send you a, like a bundle of clothing, like straight to your door for like 35 bucks. You'll get like two flannels, three printed t-shirts, three regular t-shirts, a hoodie, a jacket. And it's like surprise. It's like a mystery. Like you, you know, open the box and you don't know what you're going to get inside of it, but that's like part of what makes it cool. Um, but they'll send that to you and it was clothes that were going to end up in a landfill anyway. So the accessibility issue of thrifting is not in my eyes, like such a massive problem that we need to deal with. I understand that like gentrification is happening and like, I, and like, Obviously, we have to center POC in the middle of the conversation about gentrification, but gentrification is so much larger, like so much larger of an issue than like just thrift store, but like gentrification. You know what I mean? I think thrift store gentrification is also a thing that like has become so prevalent on TikTok that we're also like wary of it. But in reality, like we have to remember that like these clothes need to be bought by someone and like they, they need to, they need to go out. But Again, I haven't like fully made up my mind about like it like is this I understand that people need to buy clothes and they need to have affordable clothing options, but there are there are definitely options. It's just that people don't want to research them. And that's why yeah. we're here to tell you about that's like why. to to show you how you can do this. And I mean I'm I'm very pro uh thrift storing and, you know, and getting second secondhand clothes, especially if it's quality. You know, I don't think that there's anything gross about getting something from a thrift store, taking it home, throwing it in the wash, and ha- wearing it, using it. You know, that's 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 how it works. You, <laughs> you know, the, why that's such a big issue is beyond me. Like, yes, things arrive at, at Goodwill that are less than you know clean (laughs) or a little bit dirty but you go home and you throw that in the wash and that problem is solved uh you know and unfortunately a lot of the clothes that does end up at thrift stores does get chucked because there's an a large amount so i think that if we're having the conversation about thrift stores we also need to put the asterisk that if you are donating to a thrift store donate things that are for one that you've cleaned like please don't just donate a bag of clothes that's been sitting in your closet that has cockroaches and and dust mites you know put put a little bit of effort like put it put it in the wash <laughs> put it in the wash and put it in a nice bag fold it up a little bit you know make their job not such a hellscape of having to dig through your dirty laundry to find the items that they can actually sell make it items that you know if if it can't be put into goodwill like if it's really just not going to be usable then make it a rag reuse it figure out a way for you to reuse it don't just give it to goodwill for them to figure out for themselves actually make it make use of it you know that's that's the the asterisks there, the the little citation that I need to put in. If we're talking about their stores, then absolutely yes. But if you're donating, please be responsible about it. Be responsible, but also like I mean, go through your closets often. Like look at look at. I always do like fashion tips on my TikTok, and one of them is if you wouldn't um, if you wouldn't buy it now in a store, give it away. If you, yeah. if you are going through a closet you and you see a piece of clothing, if you wouldn't buy that piece of clothing in a store, like if you were in a thrift store in a, in a you know a commercial store or whatever, like give it away. You have to yeah. like let it let it be someone else's. Um, yeah. Also, like don't buy things that you don't need. Like don't buy things because like you just think that they're cute. Like and 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 they don't fit you or any, or anything like that. Like if you can't think of like you know three places to wear it, don't buy it. Is another yeah. really great example that way you don't have this excess amount of clothing and you're still allowing other people to get it and then there's the whole conversation of like buying oversized like and like even referring to it as oversized when it's just large sizes and and like extra extra large and extra extra large and and like you know uh more like slim people buying like these larger sizes 
and like calling it oversized when in reality like that is someone's size and you should be respectful of that and like making sure that you're not taking up too much space in that that I completely agree with when it comes to thrift store gentrification like that is something that needs to like be talked yeah. about but then again also like there's still a lot of clothes on the surf it's weird it's it's a double-ended sword for me honestly because I understand some of the points but I'm also like I also know how many clothes are on this earth and and yeah. how much we throw away so I'm just like I look at it from a like gentrification standpoint but also like an environmental standpoint and it's like yeah. these two things sort of butt heads sometimes they do butt heads sometimes that's very true and there is something to say about people buying larger clothes than than fitting it to themselves that, that's I, again falls into like that consumer blaming aspect right where the person is trying to do something they're tr they are getting secondhand to up to an item that they will be utilizing so how we can't be pointing fingers too much that like oh you you're doing it wrong like at least they're doing something they're they're trying to utilize something that's already here to be in their closet and one of your tips that I absolutely fucking adore, and I, you can correct me if I say this wrong, but you say something along the lines of like, have like three colors that are your colors and then go in and have those items and have those colors and just kind of keep those together so that your wardrobe all fits together and you know where to look, you know what to look for. And then you're not buying items that you're going to wear once or twice, then be like, oh, that, that actually doesn't match with me i'm gonna get rid of it now and get rid of it by throwing it out like that's the worst thing on earth yeah um yeah, yeah i mean that's like one of my biggest tips especially when i like i'm personal shopping for other people and styling other people i think that it's so important to find their colors and to find your colors like i know my colors are white blue black red some greens some like like eggplants um but I know that those are my colors and I know that that's what I look yeah. good in. Um, and so when I'm thrift shopping, I, it's so easy for me to pick things because I'm only looking for those colors on the rack. I mean, there are obviously yeah. obvious exceptions where like I'll pick up a yellow shirt and be like, oh, this is really cute. Um, and if I if I feel like I can wear it more than once, then yes, definitely, definitely get it. Um, but ha like understanding what like what you want to wear and like what makes you feel good. I mean even though this set doesn't have a lot to do with sustainability, I'll take like two seconds to say this. Fashion is a form of self-care and people need to start understanding that. People need to understand yeah. that like, people need to start putting more effort in, not like in the way that they look or anything like that, but understanding what they feel good in. Because when you feel good, yeah. like when you, when you find a really great outfit and you leave the house, there is nothing better in the world than leaving the house in an outfit that you know you look good in and you're confident and you leave the house. There's no, there's no better feeling in the world and that's why it's self-care. So if you take time to get to know yourself and take time to understand your style then it'll help you in the long run because you'll you'll have this like great confidence in in the way that you look obviously there are certain factors that you can't change but like your style is something that you can change so you have kind of an insider's perspective with being in fashion for the past 10 years with going to school with it being a hot hot model um so i would love to ask if if there is anything insider that is happening to become more sustainable as a fashion industry in a whole? Or is it still just kind of progressing down this road of wasteful, burn our products, be in fashion? Or if there really is like a conscious shift happening from within the industry? Personally, in like high fashion and like designer, I ain't noticing no shift. Like, oh no, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing like a massive shift. I think that in like sort of newer designers, designers that are coming out of school now, like out of St. Martin's okay. and out of Parsons and, you know, out of these like big design colleges, Antwerp. And I mean, like it's, there are definite designers that are coming out who are sustainable and are, are creating 
really incredible clothes with um, clothes that already exist. And I think that that's sort of what the future will hold. But like those designers need to get jobs. And in this environment, there's not so many jobs to be had. So I think that hopefully in the long run, like they will become the designers of different houses and be able to use their techniques at these different design houses. But like for now, nope, they're still burning clothes. (laughs) They're definitely still burning clothes, 100%. And that's like, and that's terrible. That's really horrible. Um, And for anybody who doesn't know what we're referencing right now, this is mostly high-end designers that do this, So a lot of high-end designers, what they will do is at the end of a season, they will take all their their, um, merchandise and instead of like... Uh, donating it or 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 like keeping it on sale until it sells they will burn it because they want to make sure that they are keeping their items exclusive and they are keeping their items like uh, wanted and not accessible like desirable they need to make sure that uh you know it's not watering down the brand there's a whole list of reasons of why they're burning these clothes also makeup they also burn a lot of makeup a lot of makeup beauty products are also a massive thing that needs to also be looked at when we talk about sustainability but yeah I I mean that's like what's happening is there a massive shift I'm hoping like I do see new designers that are that are definitely doing something other than that like uh, I see Gen Z talking about it on TikTok so there's that shift which I mean is more than that was happening five years ago yeah that's true that we're talking about it more frequently but like I said at the very beginning this is probably the portion of the environment that gets the least amount of of attention you know it's the second contributor second biggest contributor to to greenhouse gases one of the biggest contributors to pollution in the world and still we we tend to put it under the rug we tend to kind of look the other direction when it comes to fashion and i get why you know i get that fashion like you know i'm not perfect i have things from you know not from Xi'an, but like from Zara, you know, it's the same thing, same boat, you know, they're, they're manufactured in places that aren't responsible. And, you know, but when you're can't afford to, to be buying quality, and you need a fucking sweater, then you get a sweater for the 20 bucks that you can. So you know, I'm, I'm a huge promoter or huge perspective when it comes to not consumer blaming. I, I try really hard to shift the, the narrative from it being our fault to it being a corporate fault to it being like you know the bigger picture is that we need more regulations and that's not going to come unless we collectively talk about it as consumers so instead of it being pointing fingers at each other it's us coming together and pointing fingers at at everybody else at the organizations at the corporations so there's still us as consumers taking responsibility but it's less taking responsibility with each other and taking more responsibility with what we're buying, like who for to who we're buying from, right? Like if you absolutely fucking love Zara, if you absolutely love these places, if you, you know, it's forever 21 dead, dead now. If you, <laughs> but if you, you know, if you love places like that, that, you know, you feel like you can express yourself, then you should also be asking them, okay, what are you doing to counteract the huge detriment that you put into the world. Yeah, I I absolutely hate this phrase because I think that people overuse it so much and they have no idea what it means. But in the realm of sustainability, it makes a lot of sense. But holding like companies accountable for like what they're actually doing, which is very easy to do when we're talking about sustainability, like showing them what is actually wrong. I mean, like when you talk about holding people accountable, like for like things that you cancel them over, that is a whole nother story. And I absolutely like... I don't even know what holding someone accountable looks like anymore because it's just 
a, like it's just a sentence that people say now. Yeah. But when it when we're talking about sustainability, like it's really important. It's really important. And it's really easy for us as consumers to be like, hey, listen, like we want to change in this. Um, if we okay. boycott this one brand or if we are, you know, boisterous about how we want better working conditions or we want like fabrics that use less water, things like that, you can definitely okay. make a change. Um, but it all has to be we need to work together in order to do that. And a lot of people, as I said before, do not want to talk about fashion uh, and how bad it is for the environment. I mean, that, it, it makes sense as why, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a special place for a lot of people. It's their self-expression. It makes them feel comfortable and confident and beautiful. And I fully understand that, but we need to be progressing towards a a solution that benefits all of us, right? That you still get to have your self-expression and your fashion, but that you're also being responsible and helping to to progress that way. You know, it's not being put on your shoulders, but rather you're putting it back onto the places that you, you're buying from, that you're consuming from. Sustainable fashion is a new concept that people are only just starting to comprehend. So like we obviously have to be like so patient with people and understanding and how... And how we talk about this because like there's a lot of people that talk about sustainable fashion in a very condescending way and it's like that's not how anyone's gonna get <laughs> this done you know yeah. what I mean like we have to talk about this in a way that other people can understand it's like it's it's like the same thing with organic foods you know what I mean like when people start talking yeah. about like and they're very condescending when they talk about their organic foods that they buy from Whole Foods it's like this is even worse than that you know so like yeah. we really have to be patient because people are really not understanding like what's going on right now so that's a whole nother thing one of the things that happens a lot for fashion is there's kind of two big things actually two big things that happen a lot for fashion is one the manufacturing not just produces a lot of wastewater and pollution and that wastewater gets into freshwater systems and it contains a lot of toxins like we're talking arsenic we're talking lead we're talking mercury like in the water from fashion and that's directly in the water of these developing countries that are then using it for their baths they're using it for their cooking they're using it to feed their families and it contains these toxins directly from the fashion industry so but beyond that right we when we look at fashion we look at two of the other big wastes are the fabric that gets wasted from production, right? Like there is so much leftover fabric that is not utilized. And the other thing is creating these, like like Forever 21, they would create just so much, so much, so that you would hopefully like one thing, you know? And there'd be like 12 items and one of them would be nice. The other items are just ridiculous items that nobody would wear. They have, you know, they're bedazzled and they have ridiculous graphics on them. And, you know, one person will buy them and the rest goes in their landfill, in their waste, you know, and they just produce so much in hopes that you'll buy at least one item instead of producing one item that is great that it is will be utilized and is quality and that you can hold on to and reuse that they know will sell so those are two things that i think are we can discuss of how wasteful fashion can be but listen uh when we when we talk about like forever 21 and stuff what i thought was a really good idea when forever 21 was going out of business they had these massive sales and they were selling all of their merchandise for very 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 cheap and i remember tweeting out and this is i am not being like hey, this is, um, 
like look at what like look at the good that I did. Like I'm not I'm not being self-congratulatory. I just think that this is a really smart idea that we should be implementing more. But when these companies go out of business, because a lot of them are, going in there and buying those clothes and giving them out to homeless shelters is like such a good idea in order to do that. Absolutely. Because like then these homeless people can have or people who are experiencing homelessness um can ex- can have these clothes and are are being used and they're not just going to end up in your closet or in a landfill somewhere. Forever 21 did that. It was like right when I was uh, moving to the mainland. So I did go and get a couple things because I didn't have any like winter clothes or anything that was going to be like near warm. Like as a girl coming from Hawaii that lived in shorts and a bikini top like that, like I obviously needed <laughs> some sort of sweaters. So I remember going and just getting like a couple of staple things like scarves or whatever. It's a great way to get items if you're if they're on sale and it was a wonderful thing to be able to get these items that are already produced for cheaper because they're already here like there's nothing much that you can do about it once it's fucking here right so you're getting a reduced item um but like you said if whatever's left over instead of you know just forever 21 dumping it and and just being like oh because i don't want to like <laughs> stain our reputation even though we're going out of business it would be wonderful to donate these items where they can be utilized and not just you know two people that are experiencing homelessness and people that are experiencing homelessness are so creative which i think is amazing like they could have taken those items and they might be ugly and then make tents out of them make beds out of them make pillows out of them like they are so creative when they have these items to reuse them which i think is something that we should be doing as a population as well like if you see a shirt that you fucking love at a thrift store that would be like a great pillow then make it into a fucking pillow like utilize the things that we have if you're going to forever 21 and when they were when they were going on a sale and you saw something that you thought would be interesting as a blanket or interesting to be shifted then do it be contributing to utilizing what we have like that's the most sustainable thing you can do beyond buying quality and keeping your clothes and trying to make sure that you are you know using them many many times not just once uh you know the next best thing you can do is be utilizing what we have or what you have if you have shirts that you don't wear anymore but you can make them into something and give them to somebody else then do it but also diy your stuff like i mean DIYing is not so hard like if you have flannels that you're not wearing literally cut them up and make them into a new flannel if you have shirts that you like that you love but you're not going to wear again but you don't want to throw away cut so four like four lines on it and turn it into a, a goddamn pillow like i don't care what you have to do in order to prevent these clothes from going into a landfill which they will inevitably end up in and will take hundreds of years to break down reuse Absolutely. what you have reuse recycle like that's that's just like what you that is the future of fashion and i think that that is what we really need to like drive home when we're talking about sustainable fashion because that's what's most important like using what we actually have already that is i think is the most sustainable is the is the way to be the most sustainable. Like yes, we can talk yeah. about organic fabrics and fabrics that use less toxins and things like that, and like that would be great. But we already have clothes that exist on this world. So like you like learning to use those clothes in innovative ways that is sustainability to me. This is the tough, the toughest question that I have today, because as somebody who is. A marine scientist. I do need certain equipment, right? Like I need a dive suit. I need, you know, things that will keep me warm while I'm 
doing things while I'm in the ocean, while I'm on dives that are more than 30 feet and you're hitting cold, cold water. The only way to really get that is to have like some sort of water resistant wetsuit. And that is made of polyester. And polyester uses up 70 million barrels of oil every year. It's literally just polymers, right? That's what polyester is. So how do we get these items that are utilized that we need for to be to be environmental scientists we need these items that are detrimental like how do we how do we wrap our heads around that totally i mean it's like the same thing with what's going on in madagascar we're all like the deforestation where like 90 percent of madagascar has been deforested like has it uh-huh. has experienced deforestation is deforested a word deforestation yeah deforestation um <laughs> Like 90% of Madagascar is gone. And the reason why is because they're planting a certain plant that grows in Madagascar soil that is used for recyclable plastic. They're using a they're they're using up this land in order to make recyclable plastic in order to help the environment by destroying it. It's again a double-ended sword. Like nothing that you can kind of do about it. Like you have to have these items 100%. I'm, but like trying to be as sustainable as you possibly can. Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I think that there's we yeah. don't have a, a way to do that quite yet. You know, like there are things that we definitely need. Like you talk about polyester. Like there are things that we need. Like there are baby clothes that need to be made out of flame retardant clothing because, mm-hmm. which is like a very babies. Yeah, because babies. <laughs> but like there are certain things that are important to have but it's about how do we go about utilizing them in a sustainable way which I don't think that anyone has the answer to quite yet you know when we talk about things that are necessary like I've used wetsuits as an example because that's something that's pertinent to me but then you think about things like winter coats you know things that are so necessary especially people that live in very cold climates and a lot of our winter coats have goose down and that's not sustainable you know and the alternative to goose down is a polyester filament again not sustainable but you need a winter coat you you, these things are necessary so you know the the next stage of this sustainable fashion is figuring out how to have these necessary items without as much detriment to the environment and that's where i'm i'm hoping that we can head to in the next you know my lifetime no one is perfect this like we all own stuff from these fast fashion brands it's important Mm -hmm. to remember that it's important to not be so hard on yourself it's important to not be so hard on others and to Mm -hmm. to blame them for things like that i mean the good place i don't know if you've ever seen the good place love that show same and like they put it the best way like where they talk about how like it's impossible to lead like a a good life now because of all of the things that like we use as humans which Mm -hmm. end up being not eco-friendly or not environmentally friendly or not like friendly to workers things like that like Kristen Bell's character puts it perfectly when she says there's a chicken sandwich on earth that if you eat it it means you hate gay people she's referring to Chick-fil-a like their chicken sandwich and it's like these things it's just it's hard to uh go about your day and not encounter something that isn't sustainable so yes that's that's the next step is is learning to make the essentials um sustainably essential. 
Yeah. And I, and I don't want anybody who's listening to feel like we're putting this weight on your shoulder. That's something that I felt when I was in, in, when I was in college and I was like studying these things and I got very overwhelmed with everything, right? Like you're, you're eating a tomato and you're like, fuck, where'd this tomato come from? Oh, this tomato came from this farm. That's not sustainable. Now I'm eating a tomato that's harming the environment and it's my fault, but I also need to like fill my body with something. I need to eat something like, you know, so I don't want people to feel like this the weight of this conversation is sitting on your shoulders. This is more of a, we as a collective human race can come together and be like, okay, we need these items. How do we go about doing this in a way that is not as detrimental as it has been? And, you know, I don't have the the answer for all of it yet. Like I don't have the answer for, for polyester yet because polyester is so necessary in so many things, you know, beyond just like winter coats and, and wetsuits, you're talking about scrubs. You're talking about, you know, what doctors utilize and things that doctors throw away, right? Like if you're in surgery, a doctor has a gown that is being put on sterile to that doctor, that surgeon, and then is being thrown out promptly at the end of that surgery. And that is an extremely wasteful portion of creating quote unquote fashion. It's not necessarily fashion, but it is, you know, same, same genre, right? You're still producing some sort of clothing that is being immediately thrown out and completely unsustainable, but there's not really a better alternative to that. Like there's no, there's no way of autoclaving and re-sanitizing an item like that. That's just going to melt. So I don't want it to feel like it's being pushed onto people's shoulders. I just want people to be aware, right? The more knowledge that you have, the better that you can try and go about making decisions. And having conversations like this is one of the biggest ways to do that. Like even just talking to your friends about like, Hey, I heard on this podcast, like, about how they're making plastic out of recyclable plastic out of plants that they're getting from Madagascar. Just, just talking to them about like reusing, um, reusing the stuff that they have in their house, like getting the word out about sustainability and also the ways in which you can help, um, to be less detrimental to the world, I think is also really important. Like Uh raising awareness does, you know, raising awareness with things like, um, like systemic racism with like homophobia, things like that. Like that's not a thing that you want to raise. Like, yes, you want to raise awareness a hundred percent, but that's something you want to solve immediately, you know, like, because we have the answers to that. Like we have, we have the answers to how to defeat that when it comes to sustainability. We're still in the raising awareness stage where people still have no idea what's going on. So raising awareness is doing a lot right now. Like if you want to get into activism, that's also a good place to start. Like we said, like we've said this whole time, fashion is a huge contributor to to these issues, but it's not necessarily like you can't just point fingers at one person or one group, right? It's the industry as a whole has become this way that we we need to stop collectively blaming people, blaming celebrities for wearing the same items. Like I would love to see it that we have like a, a an awards show where everybody wore a gown that they've worn before. Like how fun fun would that be? Right? And like and then it that it would promote like, oh, we can, we can reuse items. We can show up to more than one event with the same dress, you know, instead of forcing these narratives that you need to be continually buying and continually refreshing your closet. You need to have a Carrie Bradshaw walk-in closet that has every item that you need. No, you need your basics, maybe a couple nice dresses and, you know, 
something that makes you feel really sexy and, and, and things that make you feel confident. And that's kind of it. You don't need an endless closet. You don't need to be continually, you know, revamping it. And if you do want to revamp it, take the items that you have and figure out how you can transition those. Yeah, you know, talking about like celebrities and fashion and stuff, like fashion sometimes can be unintentionally sustainable. Like when they when we talk about like these dresses that people are wearing to red carpets and stuff like that, sometimes those dresses are samples that are just being mended to fit the body of a celebrity so that they can wear. And then they're being returned right back to the designer for them to be put in editorials, for them to go into the showroom, for them to be, you know, reworked into other things or to go into production stuff like that so there is some sustainability there, there that's happening um but like talking about like when you know you're going out to different events like not feeling like you need to always wear want something once and like yeah. if anyone at this point is commenting and being like oh haven't I seen you wear that like that's just not someone I'd like to be hanging around and I don't <laughs> recommend that you would want to be hanging around someone that would say something like that um but that's yeah. your prerogative you can do what you would like um but I just yeah. think it's get rid of the stigma that like sustainability isn't cool. Yeah. And I mean that I would love to see people like celebrities that do talk a lot about sustainability. You know, a lot of celebrities will talk about being vegan for the environment or, you know, doing certain things for the environment and they're very adamant about it. But they then they don't discuss the fashion aspect and they're still, you know, consuming a lot of things. They still are you know, having a hard time not wearing the same item more than once or whatever it may be. You know, I think a, a great example of this will be, I don't want to sh- shit on a little kid, but Billie Eilish, you're, she's an adult now. We can shit on her now. <laughs> she's officially 18. We can make fun of her. Um, but, you know, she talks a lot about, you know, veganism and sustainability, but also as a person who is buying a lot of clunky jewelry, a lot of, you know, a lot of these big bulky items and, and wearing them once and then get, getting rid of them. So, there's definitely like a faux pas there that I wish that more people with that platform and with those powers were being like, no, I, this is something that I like and you will see me in it multiple times. You will see me on different covers. You will see me in different interviews wearing the same outfit because that's the the sustainable option. It's a quality item that I can reuse and therefore I'm going to. Yeah, there was that. So I think it was Leslie Jones that did that. It was a celebrity that wore the same dress to a bunch of different award shows. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was like, it made like headline news. I'm like, a celebrity wearing the same dress is making a headline news. And that's a common thing. It's for people, they think it's so crazy. But I also think that's an older generation thing, like my mom's generation. My mom was one of those people that would watch the, the watch the fashion shows and be like, oh, that dress is so similar to the one they wore last year. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, okay. You know, so I think that's an older generation thing. And as us as a younger generation, if we collectively understand that we can allow those things and that those things are okay that that it that it might just kind of go right which is kind of the purpose of this podcast is so that people understand that we can we as a collective can change the general mindset if we just allow it to be so one of the things that we talked about before we started podcast or before we started recording was we were just kind of having a conversation as creators and you know, we were talking about brand deals and I said that I have a really hard time with brand deals because so many of my, the people that come to me manufacture things in China or they will suppress that it's manufactured in China. They'll promote that it's designed in the United States, but then, you know, the very, very bottom of their website, it's like, oh, manufactured in China. And for anybody that's listening before you come at me and be like, just because it's made in China doesn't mean it's environmentally unfriendly. Yes, it does. Absolutely, it does. If it is manufactured in China, it is not environmentally friendly. End of story, period. 
China is one of the countries that will take their wastewater and dump it into the rivers. They are mass producing products and the waste just gets sent to a landfill or gets dumped on the streets. It's environmentally unfriendly no matter which way you want to put it. I appreciate that China is now taking more initiative when it comes to their workers. Like workers are getting much better working working environments in China, which is beautiful and something that's obviously needed. But no matter which way you spin it, there's no way that you can get a environmentally friendly produced product from China or any of the developing countries. Like 90% of the wastewater from developing countries that is from fashion gets dumped into rivers. So there's just no way to, there's no way to fold that that makes it okay. Um, but you said something that was so intriguing. I'm going to let you drop the news on everybody. Yeah. So one of the, like fashion sort of dirty secrets is the fact that they can say things like made in Italy, but in reality, something has been produced in China and has been pretty much fully made in China, but they can send it to Italy put a handle on it in Italy, have like the label sewn in and they can consider it made in China. There are some like laws that have come out about that now where like a certain percentage of like the clothing needs to be made in somewhere for it to be made in like to have that label. But like if we're talking about how they have to have a certain percentage so that they're not lying, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's the weird part. It's like, like like these corporations lying to consumers to try to get them to buy products because they know that made in China means that it's not a well-made item. And there are things I'm sure that are well-made from China, 100%. Like I don't want to shit on like electronics and things like that. But like when you're looking at like luxury fashion goods, made in China is looked at as a negative thing. And, and, and that's like sort of unfortunate. You can't just say it's made in Italy and put a handle on Italy and call it like this is an Italian made good and there's stuff that's made in the united states there's also things like when we talk about like outlet stores places like coach where they will make clothes just for the outlet like and they will have never been in the regular commercial stores but they will make clothes that are just made for the outfit but they will uh, the outlet but they will make it seem like they were sold in actual stores when in reality they're made at a much lower cost with with worse fabrics in worse conditions and they're being sold at the outlet as though they were sold in the in the store and you're getting a discounted price on it but that's not true at all fashion is a lie it's a big old lie i'm telling you big now it's a big old lie there are so many things inside of fashion that are just like not true whatsoever outlets being one of the number ones like it's just a lie everything like made in like you really have to, you can't just believe it's made in that place. And and that's a problem. Like, if we can't just trust this label that's saying made in, like, yeah. at this point, the only label that you can trust is made in China, because that person's not scared <laughs> to say that it's made in China. They're not lying about it. <laughs> well, so correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm going to use Coach as an example, because you used Coach as an example. So Coach is producing products for their main store that are higher quality, and producing, then producing more products at a lower quality for their outlet. And then they are burning the products for the higher quality and not putting them in their outlet. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of stores, I'm not sure if Coach burns products. I mean, I'm sure that it burns some products probably. Yeah. But I, I know that Nike was doing exactly that. And Nike was burning products for a really long time. I think Nike has stopped burning products because I think they got so much shit for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They are like, 
when you go into outlets, like almost 80% of the clothes that you see in outlets are made for outlets. They are not, they were never sold in the regular commercial stores. And that's like, that's wild. yeah, I know. And people don't know that people go in there thinking that it's just discounted goods that like there was goods that didn't get sold or goods that were damaged somehow. And there are still stuff. There are still corporations and companies and designers who have clothes like that in their outlets. But like, a lot of big designers are making clothes specifically for those outlets. And like, not a lot of people know about that. That's just another way that corporations are lying to you. This isn't necessarily a sustainable fact, but I think it's just something that funny that we can add in. But And correct me if I am wrong, but from what I understand, uh, like Louis Vuitton was sending Snooki coach bags. And it's so funny because this has become like sort of synonymous, like with my TikTok and I get so many questions on it all the time. I was not expecting this video to blow up so much. I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, you're referring to like a, a TikTok that I made, a, like a little while ago about um, something called reverse marketing, reverse advertising. So what had happened was was that um, Gucci, or uh, sorry, Louis Vuitton would send Gucci bags to Snooki in order to make Gucci look cheaper to people, oh like because if it was on Snooki, it was supposedly cheap. Personally, I love Snooki. So like okay. I would have seen that and been like gorgeous, like let's get Gucci, but like other people did not think that way. Um and so Louis Vuitton was the one sending her Gucci bags and that was sort of this whole big this big scandal. You can google it. It's it's if you just google Snooki in the handbag, it'll be a whole episode like a whole New York Times article about how this actually happened. What's so funny though is that Snooki, so like Snooki obviously saw the TikTok because it got like 5 million views. And of course, Snooki saw the TikTok. Like in my head, I was like, she's going to see this for some reason. Because I just, it just made sense in my head that she would. But she was like, I don't know who's telling you this. Like, and I don't know who's sending me bags. But if they want to send me bags, you can do it. And I was like, I mean, Snooki, why would you admit that they were sending you bags? You know what I mean? Like, also, would you even know if they were doing it? Like, or did you just get gifted these bags? And you were like, oh, cool. Like, I'm getting gifted bags, you know? Like, would she even know? So it's like, I don't know if we should just believe what Snooki, you know, what she what she says, because I'm pretty sure that that's a real thing that happened. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, again, another way that corporations are lying to you. Like, there's, there's shady stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. There's such shady shit. And I think the last important thing that I do want to touch on is when you're talking about sustainable fashion, you got to keep in mind, again, like we've already discussed a lot of the alternatives that people will say are quote unquote sustainable. You know, one of the tips that I, while I was researching this, this episode, because I thought it was such an important episode. One of the main tips that you see is like buy organic fibers and do all these kinds of things. And we've already debunked all of that. So when you are looking at sustainable companies, don't just look at, okay, where is this manufactured? But look at things like, where is this dyed? How is this packaged? Like, how is this sent here? How did this arrive at the store? Am I getting a package that was made in the United States, that was made in this state and just sent here? Like, is that, or am I getting something that was made in China, shipped all the way here in a bunch of plastic, a bunch of packaging, and then sold to me? You know, like, we have to consider the whole perspective when we're looking at things. And again, I don't want to consumer blame anybody. If you can't afford to get something that is quality, if you can't afford a jacket to get that to get something that's, that's quality, then don't. Get something that you can't afford. Clothe yourself. Keep yourself warm. Go to the thrift store. Get the things that you need. I, you know, I don't want to put it on you, but if you can make the conscious effort to look for places that are 
you know, not just fronting sustainability, like we talked about earlier, a lot of places front sustainability. They will say they do things, but really they're just manufacturing in China and shipping the same shit to you all over again. You know, so if you can see somebody that, if you find a company that is transparent that you want to work with, then then do that. Like if you have that ability to do that, it's look at the big picture and see where it's all coming from. You know, the, that's, that's the thing that I want to make sure people understand is, is that it's not, it's it's not just looking for <laughs> where's the organic cotton and where's the the sustainable recycled plastic cuz as you said that's not as sustainable as we think it is it's okay where is this made where was it shipped to how have i got it in my hands yeah i mean it's like when we talk about this stuff it's also important to remember that like again no one is perfect you're never going to get this right 100% of the time it's impossible yeah. to do so don't be so hard on yourself. But if you can, do the research behind your products. Ask yourself, ask yourself, is this company doing anything for the environment? Are they offsetting their, you know, greenhouse gases? Like, are they using correct, like, workplace policies? Like, those are, these are important things. But also understand that, like, talking about sustainable fashion sometimes is a privilege. And being able to even worry Absolutely. about where your clothes are coming from is a privilege. Oh, and gosh. it is, it is a, it's a massive privilege to be able to worry about this stuff. So, you have to be understanding to other people who are not able to even think about this stuff because they need Absolutely. they need clothes to wear. They like homeless like people who are experiencing homelessness are not able to think about like where their clothes are being made from, you know? Like the mm-hmm. like people who do not have the funds in order to buy sustainable fashion, which is very expensive right now. It's not always the cheapest one. It's not the cheapest option out there. Don't have the luxury of worrying about, you know, where it came from. And we have to be understanding to that. And I think Absolutely. that that's like my ending, like my, like my final statement is like, learn, like talking about this, even being able to have this conversation where we know, like even the amount of knowledge that we do, it's such a luxury and such a privilege. Absolutely. And we need to remember that when we talk about that and we need to stop, like, I'm not saying you and me, but like each other, we all need to collectively stop consumer blaming and pointing fingers and start holding companies accountable for ruining this gorgeous earth. And for you killing the pangolin. It. You said you can take you took the words out of my mouth and said them. It was perfect. Because that's the that's the moral of the story. I think that's the end all of this conversation is if you can, buy good, buy pro buy quality, use it as much as you can and and utilize it for as long as you can. If you can't, you can't, and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hold you against that nobody's gonna hold that against you. But if you can't, if you can't you know, do these things, then I think the next step is us collectively not consumer blaming and collectively looking at organizations and going, we need more transparency. We need better. We just need better. And that's the, that's the end of, that's the moral of this whole conversation. Transparency. I would like transparency from everyone. I'd also like transparency from TikTok and what is going on with the algorithm. I would like to know TikTok, what's going on. Transparency is, is needed everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everyone needs a little bit of communication. We all need a communication class together. <laughs> learn how to learn how to talk to each other. Well, thank you so so much for taking your time to be here today. This was an incredible conversation. I learned so much. I am so thankful for your knowledge and for your beautiful brain and your beautiful face, of course. Um, so before you leave us, please tell us again where we can find you because everyone needs to go follow you instantly. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was it was great. I mean again, learning about this stuff is amazing and getting to have this information at, at, 
you know, your fingertips is even better. Um, but you can follow me at, uh, at Mark Sebastian F on pretty much all platforms. Um, yeah, that's it. You can go check out. I do a series called Secrets of Fashion on my TikTok. Um, so yeah, go check it out. It's Mark with a C. I was about to say Mark with a C. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mark. And I look forward to having you maybe again sometime. All right, that interview was wild. Mark taught me so many things I didn't know. I wasn't aware that brands can manufacture things in China, ship them to Italy, slap something on them and say, made in Italy. That's, that's a wild concept to me. And at certain points, I definitely felt myself feeling this pit of dread in my stomach of, we're just never gonna find a solution to this. However, it's people like Mark that make me believe that there is an answer. On his TikToks, he supports sustainability. He supports brands that are trying to aim towards sustainability. And I know, again, we don't have that answer yet because a lot of brands that do things to reduce their carbon footprint don't do enough. And of course, thrifting has its problems. You're still adding clothes to the landfill. It just seems that no matter what road you currently go down for sustainability in fashion, you're met with quite a few roadblocks. But again, it's people like Mark that make me believe that we will find a solution. We don't have it right now, but we will. It's out there, it's attainable, and together we will find it. Now, as a reminder, if you do wanna check out the outline for this episode, which I absolutely think you should because it has some amazing resources, it's available publicly on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash and while you're there, of course, check out my tears. Consider subscribing. Your support does mean the world to me. Now, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you learned something today, and I will talk to you next time.